welcome back to the 13th Destiny Podcast with Magnum. I am James Magnum Cook, your host, and of course, my wonderful, awesome co-host, Danielle Long, standing by in San Diego, California. Hi. There she is. And uh, today's subject uh, will be the lost city of Atlantis, and we'll get into that shortly. But in the meantime, I've got some news uh, stuff. Uh, part of them is from Iggy Bob. Uh, it's kind of a little different on my on my beginning of my news today, uh, but this is related to supernatural stuff. Uh, and these are some of the most anticipated supernatural movies of 2024 coming up. Uh, something that I picked out, and then I got some other news stories, uh, direct news stories I'll tell you about that I've uh, recovered in the last week. Uh, so some of the, some of the movies that are coming up that you might want to check out. Now, I remember most of these are fictional, but they do have a you know background into the supernatural, paranormal, and all that. So uh, anyway, we got a big one coming out for Ghostbusters on the Frozen Empire, March 2024. Be sure to check that out. It's the latest installment in the beloved Ghostbusters franchise, directed by Gil Kahn, uh, known for his work on Monster House and 2015 Poster Guys remake. So that should be pretty intense, so be sure to check that out. Uh, then one of the other ones, uh, of course, is coming up in the genre, which, uh, I, which has taken forever, I believe, to get back to this, and that's the Beetlejuice 2 in September of 2024. That's the long-awaited sequel to Beetlejuice 2, uh, set for release on September the 6th, 2024 sees the return of director Tim Burton and the iconic character of Beetlejuice. Originally uh, brought into life in 1988, Michael Keaton reprises his role uh, as the uh, eccentric and mischievous Beetlejuice alongside uh, Winona Ryder. So anyway, so those are a couple of the big ones. I don't. There was another one on the on the parent. I don't even know how that. Can I add one? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Um, there's a new one out called UFO. Revolution. Yes. Again, UFO Revolution. It is on Tubi. T-U-B-I. Tubi is free to download. Awesome. So go ahead and download that, and it's very interesting stuff on there. It, it has. It's like um. It's into parts, so it goes into maybe four, five, six, seven. I don't know. It's in parts. Awesome. But it's very interesting. Um, documentary. Watch it, guys. <laughs> yes, awesome. That sounds great. That goes along with uh, uh, this uh, past week of, uh, I believe, I don't have their names. I know there was a Democrat and Republican both uh, that are pushing more stuff about the UFO release stuff. Uh, and I apologize for not having their names right in front of me. One of them is kind of hard to pronounce anyway. So, But uh, but anyway, that is going on uh, in the Congress as well still. So, And I believe if I, if from a previous notes I had, and I do apologize, this is on me. Uh, the uh, the Republican was saying that there's a lot of stuff that's being withheld from both Congress and the general public from certain uh, agencies within the government. That's very interesting that he made that comment. But uh, anyway, so I believe you can probably search that and find that pretty easy. Uh, I've got a news story from Hood River, Oregon. Uh, that's a small town, uh, and uh, this came from John S. I won't release his last name because I don't have all of the details, but because he did send it to me and said that there was uh, that this was going on, and the authorities in uh, Hood River, Oregon, are trying to dismiss it. Uh, but the story is the small town of uh, Hood River, Oregon, and uh, 
they said there's residents that are witnessing strange lights in the sky, uh, described as lights moving as unusual patterns and changing colors. Local authorities uh, are not commenting at this time. So I think that's one of the reasons I had a hard time getting anything on this outside of the listener who listens to it. But I do take every listener's story into account. Uh, he says that there are a lot of amateur investigators up in the area. So uh, I will continue to look on that and I will give an update on that one as soon as I have it. So I did send back to this uh, listener and I said, uh, as soon as you have more information on this, please give me this. But apparently there is some kind of activity going on in that area. Um, also, over in Stowe, Vermont, a, a family uh, claims to have captured a ghostly apparition on their home security camera. The video footage shows a translucent figure moving through the living room late at night. Experts in paranormal are analyzing the footage to determine its authentic, uh, authenticity. Sorry about that. Uh, while skeptics uh, remain skeptical. Okay, so that was uh, that was another news story that I've got. And then our final one. The story takes us to. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Danielle knows. You live in California. You're you're close to New Mexico, and um, and I apologize. Uh, we're getting a, we're getting a call interference uh, while we're doing this. Um, I don't know why someone's trying to. So I apologize, Danielle. Someone's trying to call through while we're doing the show. Um, give me a second. Uh, shoot. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I, lo- I lost my news story because they called over the, so I apologize. That kind of ha- that happens sometimes. Normally, I tell people not to call during the showtime. I don't know why this person. Anyway, so anyway, the the final news story I have is um, is this pronounced as right? Is it Taos T A O S New Mexico? Do you know the? Do you know whether or not that is the correct pronunciation on that? I have no idea. Uh, okay, well, anyway, that's the name of the place that I got this one from. It says, uh, takes us to that location, and apparently a team of archaeologists made a startling discovery while excavating an ancient barrel site. They uh, stumbled upon an artifact believed to, this is according to the, the paranormal news, uh, possible supernatural powers. So I don't know. I don't have a lot on that one either. Uh, and again, uh, it's just a mysterious amulet, and they just said it was kind of a weird situation. So I'll try to follow up on that one as well, on, a, on another one. But that concludes most of our news segment. So join us next week to continue exploring the unexplained and delving deeper into mysteries of the paranormal. Uh, so uh, oh, we have announcement we have an announcement What's next it? week we're gonna have a guest oh yes oh yes we oh i almost i almost slipped up thank you danielle for stopping me before i slipped up really bad there yes we do have a guest show next week a guest show uh what is nancy's uh name outside of nancy nancy just nancy okay <laughs> okay that's fine with me that's fine with me uh, and Nancy is a medium uh, and psychic, uh, correct? Is that, is that correct? Yes. Yes. And so we'll, I will be interviewing her with Danielle next week uh, on the air. Uh, we finally got the tech working where we can uh, actually have the guest on the phone uh, with me and Danielle at the same time. Uh, just got that kind of squared away yesterday, so we can do that now. So that should be a very exciting show. Uh, and uh, she also does tarot cards, right? Or something like that, right? Am I correct? Re- reading? Yes, that's just one of her tools. This is one of her tools. She'll explain everything. Awesome. Can't wait to interview her. 
should be an exciting show. So if you're tuning in now and you're hearing us and you're a regular listener to the show, be sure to check next week because it's going to be the first time that Danielle and I together will be able to do a guest show. So that is going to be awesome. Okay, so now what we're going to do is uh, we're going to dive into um, the lost city of Atlantis. Um, If I can pull back up some notes and stuff. I'll give some back, a bit of back history of it. Yes. You want to go ahead and you want to go ahead and do that part? Oh yeah, okay. uh, I guess yeah. I'll do. Uh, I was gonna start the um, Atlantis, whether you think it's fable or not. Mm-hmm. Do we have a problem? Um, it's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, what the heck? <laughs> well, most of our listeners love the pets, so it's 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 fine. I'll just start with the Temple of Faith. I'm sorry, guys. You're good. Okay, the Temple of Sais was an ancient Egyptian temple located in the city of Sais, which was in the Nile Delta region. Sais was an important city in ancient Egypt and served as the capital of the fifth gnome of Lower Egypt. The Temple of Sais gained prominence during the late period of ancient Egypt and became associated with the goddess Neith. Neith was considered a deity of war and wisdom and was often depicted as a protective and maternal figure. The temple complex was dedicated to her worship. The temple is notable in the context of the story of Atlantis because according to Plato, it was at the temple of faith that the Athenian statesman Solon learned about Atlantis from the Egyptian priests. They claim that the story of Atlantis was recorded in ancient texts preserved within the temple. However, there's no archaeological evidence supporting the existence of Atlantis. And so then I'm going to go into um, who's Solon. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was Plato got the story of Atlantis from Solon. So Solon was an ancient Greek statesman, lawmaker, and poet who lived in Athens around 630 to 560 BCE. He was often considered one of the seven wise men of Greece, renowned for his contributions to Athenian politics and legislation. Solon played a crucial role and reforming the Athenian constitution and addressing issues of economic inequality. Around 590 BCE, he was appointed as the chief magistrate of Athens and implemented a series of economic, social, and political reforms known as Solonian reforms. These measures aim to alleviate social tensions, prevent political strife, and establish a more just and foundation for the later development of Athenian democracy. Additionally, he wrote poetry and his works included both political and 
ethical themes. Solon did not write about Athens himself. The story of Atlantis, sorry, Solon did not write about Atlantis himself. The story of Atlantis is attributed to Solon by Plato in his dialogue, Timaeus and Cretus. According to Plato, Solon learned about Atlantis during a visit to Egypt where the priest at the Temple of Sage shared the story with him. Solon supposedly incorporated this account into his own poetry, but the specific writings or poems by Solon about Atlantis, if they ever existed, have not survived. Plato presented the narrative of Atlantis as part of a philosophical and political dialogue rather than a historical account. The details about Atlantis are found in Plato's works, not in Solomon's, uh, Solon's writings. Now, whether you're going to think um, that, you know, the story of Atlantis is true or false, it's, uh, I don't know, it's about... I think it is. I personally think it's true. I personally think I don't it's think possible. Solon told I don't think he told any tales. I kind of explained what the temple was, where Solon went, and who he was. He wasn't just like you know, someone that's going to make up a bunch of tales and then tell Plato, right? Mm -hmm. Then I think Plato describes things so, so accurately. Right. So detailed. Very detailed. And I'm like, really detailed. But I'm like, how can you be making this up? I think one of so the... that's a... Yeah. Yeah? I was going to say, I think one of the things that is um, amazing about the details of the city of Atlantis and the location of Atlantis, according to Plato, is the size of this uh, location and uh, the advancements uh, that... I don't just think that someone at that era would could have been able to make up that um, maybe, but that just seems like very far fetched. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there that if you if you really go dive into that those descriptions, it's like it's like um, it's so advanced to what they were used to. I'm like, how could you like just literally make that up out of the air at the time? Because you didn't really even have a reference to some of the stuff that you're talking about. Um, so I find it to be very possible. And with all the things that happen with like, let's just say uh, underwater volcanoes, earthquakes, various things, it's very possible that something could just be hidden still to this day. And uh, not all of it has, you know, surfaced. I mean, there's a lot. There's there's trenches in the oceans and stuff that are so deep it's ridiculous that uh, even some of our subs can't get into. So I mean, you know, without having you know implosion. So can you 100% say that this didn't exist? I don't think you can say it didn't exist. I don't think you can say it did exist. I think, but I think I'm like you. I'm I'm more of the tune with the descriptions. I don't think it was made up. I think it was very, I think it existed very, very much. Uh, I just think we haven't unlocked all the secrets of it as of yet. That's just, that's my personal opinion on that part of it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Also, so, um, the water management okay. systems and stuff, I mean, I mean, he, the descriptions are crazy that they would know that. Right, right. 
So it's your turn to go on with the rest. Okay, I will go. Okay, so um, anyway, the the social structure and the government of Atlantis have been the subject of much speculation and debate also. According to Plato's account, Atlantis was ruled by a wise and just king who governed with the help of an advanced administration system. That's, a, that's also very interesting. And the society was organized into uh, concentric circles with the king residing um, in the center. The government of Atlantis is believed to have been a mix of a monarchy and What's the word? I don't even know that word real, real well, but uh, shoot, I hate when I can't pronounce something right. Uh, that's on me. Um, but anyway, uh, it's uh, the O-L-I-G-A-R-C-H-Y. What is that? The uh, How do you pronounce that? Um, but anyway, that's that's the combination of the two governments. That's that's on me for not being able to pronounce that. Um, with a strong uh, emphasis on the pursuit of the wisdom and the knowledge. So anyway, the social structure is thought to have been a hierarchy with a well-defined class system. The exact details of the social structure in the government of Atlantis remain elusive. Now, that's 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 a very interesting thing. But its unique uh, system continues to intrigue scholars and historians. So, if it uh, continues to do that, um, and then um, the civilization in Atlantis is believed to have made significant uh, contributions to uh, other, so- other societies uh, throughout the world at the time, Yet it was nine thousand. Wasn't, wasn't it like nine thousand years before uh, supposedly known civilizations were starting to uh, be known to historians and stuff? So I think that that's eleven thousand five hundred years. Ago. There we go. 9, she she she. Before, she um, right here. Sure. Uh, right. That's what Plato. I was. That was what that was. The, I couldn't remember the exact time, but I knew it was like uh, quite a bit before Plato. So yeah. And, uh, in the younger Dryas. Do what? Do what now? In the younger Dryas time. Right. There we go. Okay. She got it. I, I almost forgot. All right. See, this is why it's always good to have a co host to go back and forth with. <laughs> um, you know, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of geological considerations about where Atlantis is at. Um, you know, they, and, uh, but I think, um, the Strait of Gibraltar is the one that it comes up on a very common denominator. That correct, Danielle? That that's the, that's the one. It's located. Atlantis was located beyond the Pillars of Hercules, mm-hmm. and that's the modern day Strait of uh, Gibraltar. There you go. It consisted of central island island surrounded by it had a central island surrounded by concentric rings of water and land. The central island was said to be larger than Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, and possessed lush vegetation, fertile soil, and abundant natural resources. Mm-hmm. Plato also described the advanced infrastructure, impressive buildings, and the existence of the powerful naval fleet of Atlantis. Now, um, gosh, I was thinking about... They, they think of... You think it might be a fable that he was telling for, like, a utopian society. Like, right. The way he describes it, it was like, like, the society, like, it was so great and so wonderful and almost like this utopia on Earth, right? Right. So, they think that he was 
doing some kind of metaphor for it or allegory, right? So, like that's what okay. some people, yeah, that's what some people uh, theorize. Yes, uh, you know, you know, there's uh, people that have theorized that quite a bit, but then there's also people that theorize that it could very well be uh, in existence, and because of the area of the catastrophic events like the earthquake, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions could have played a role in the submergence of Atlantis. Um, but you know, studies and investigation necessarily evaluate the geological viability of those high hypothesis uh i don't uh, to me but there's also okay, yeah no, no no you go ahead you go ahead go ahead and tell me no. what you no well i'm just saying okay. i think that um i think that there's a lot of things because if you go back and you look at archaeology uh, you are always constantly finding things and uh, oh we didn't know, think this really existed and suddenly it existed so that's what i was going to get at oh and i was just going to say a little bit um, aside from Plato, there are other ancient references to Atlantis, not as extensive. Uh, the historian Herodotus mentioned mm. an advanced civilization located beyond the Mediterranean, which mm. some speculate could be Atlantis. The ancient philosopher Cantor, a student of Plato, also wrote a commentary on the lost island. Additionally, the ancient Egyptian priest scholar Matteo referred to a great island empire that existed before Egypt's own civilization. These indirect references provide some additional support for the existence of um, Atlantis, right. which is pretty cool, right? Exactly. And I think it's a... Uh, a little more things that point towards it that it, that it really yes. might been. Mm-hmm. Lots of things that point to it. And I think it's interesting, um, you know, people go back and whether or not it's a myth or real, uh, that Plato left the second work on the stuff of Atlantis. He just kind of left it open-ended. Maybe he was going to go back to it. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, That's something that I have uh, heard on, like, another podcast. And, uh, and, you know, they talked about, did he leave that open-ended for a reason? Or did he just not get back to it to finish up that? And that may be one of the other reasons that we don't have the rest of maybe loca- uh, either way to find the location. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's, the- that's a theoretical thing. Um, but, you know, Atlanta... So where, it might, so where Atlantis might be? Yeah, because on the, se- well, on the second... There's some theories that it could be um, located in the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. near the island of Santorini, or which um, experienced a catastrophic volcanic eruption in ancient times, Others suggest a possible location as the Atlantic Ocean, such as the Azores or the Canary Islands. Mm-hmm. Some scholars view Atlantis as a purely uh, mythical, uh, representing lost knowledge. Um, I personally think, now if anyone um, can go and listen to, look up Atlantis, Randall Carlson. Um, he's saying that it is probably in the Azores, and I am leaning more towards the Azores. Okay. Now, I've heard other people mention Atlantis and say maybe Atlantis was all, was everywhere, that it was a vast civilization that went out everywhere, all over the world, and, you know built these structures that we see that are almost all alike. Right. Which, they say, were the Anunnaki. So if you want to go learn about the Anunnaki, 
you just go look that up and you can learn about the Anunnaki. And they think the they think the people in Atlantis were the Anunnaki okay. civilization. So, you know, um, it can get pretty it can get pretty detailed. <laughs> but it's beyond yeah, definitely beyond the pillars of Hercules, he says. Right. And well, there's no exact coordinates. Right, and, and and the thing is, it's that's that's part of the problem, and there is so much on Atlantis um, that, and so many different theories, and so many different directions. Uh, I think sometimes maybe there's too much, and maybe it makes it more difficult when you're trying to figure this out. Uh, because well, we say this is over here, but like this whole deal about you, what you're saying here about maybe it is like uh, like everywhere, uh, and there was an influence there. I I, I there's one um there's one science fiction show that is very interesting about atlantis and uh part of that could be very uh they took some details from that that makes to make that show and uh, about you know being everywhere uh but actually having an actual city that was under the water and stuff you know and uh, that it was uh, you know alien related and stuff like that but uh that's a little more science fiction than the stuff of plato's description but at the same time uh, it goes along with you're talking about being everywhere at the same time that's that's it's well, what could possibly could have happened is they knew maybe something was coming, or some of them survived, mm-hmm. and then they went out all over the world. That's very possible. So that that's possible too. And some of them went to Egypt. Some of them went to you know, and maybe that's why America. Yeah. Some of you know yeah. down there. Some of them went. And maybe that's why there's other details from other, uh, you know, like from the Egypt and stuff like that. Maybe that's why there's other details about the Atlantans. Uh, so that's that's very possible. I, I agree with that. Um, and Atlantis, Atlantis is a fascinating um, story, regardless if you know about real or uh, myth or you know whatever, uh, because Atlantis uh, pop culture is used constantly uh, for fictional stories to this day. Uh, they have it on resorts, on uh, boats. Uh, I mean, Atlantis it has had a major influence when you think about it, because uh, a lot of stuff is used with the word Atlantis, and uh, it all goes back to this you know lost city of Atlantis you know and I, I find that that for all the skeptics it's amazing how many people actually enjoy the fact that uh, hey they really kind of want to you know believe that it's there kind of like you know we want to believe it's there and uh, you know we would love to find it right we would love to find this complete lost society you know or maybe like you said maybe we've, we've missed something maybe they went out throughout the world so yeah, yeah there's a lot to that so many people are try, you know, have tried to find it, or this or that. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. How famous does the person become that actually finds the lost city of Atlantis? <laughs> wouldn't that, wouldn't uh, that, wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, that would be amazing. But they're finding um, ancient things underneath the ocean, anyway. Right. Yeah. Constantly oh, finding more oh, and more oh, stuff. Place, huh? Yeah. So, 
And they're also and finding, all. yeah, and I think what's, uh, what's uh, Danielle, I think what's really amazing about that, they are finding stuff that is getting further and further back on uh, some of the, what we uh, had known as the known, like, timelines and stuff. So the timelines are getting longer with discovery after discovery. So do we discover something that will be in that timeline on, the like, the carbon dating and stuff? So we get to that point, uh, then then we're going to say, okay, so if we, fa- let's just say, this is a hypothetical, I guess, on my part. Uh, but let's say they found a, uh, they found something uh, in the ocean somewhere, and the dating, they constantly they catch and they go, wait a minute, this dating is going back further than what it should. Then, then you're going to have to like say, well, maybe Atlantis really is real. Uh, I think, I think, I think that's what we're going to have to have happen to get the skeptics out of the way uh, and maybe get to the bottom of this. I mean, maybe a little early at the bottom. Uh, so, you know, because I mean, we've all, yeah, we've only explored five percent of our ocean. Exactly. Under, underground, so it's like you know, I don't know, I don't know if we'll ever be able to, unless it goes, they go down, they find a piece, a piece of something that says this was Atlantis or this is Atlantis. I mean, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, see, see, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? But I mean, how do you how do you determine that? Unless, it, well, here's one way I guess you could determine that. If you look at Plato's descriptions and you find something that would match up with that, and also uh, the dating, then that would almost be 100% proof, would it not? What? Well, I'm saying, wouldn't that be proof? If you found something that matched up to the description. And it dated correctly. That would be that would be proof in itself, right there. Wouldn't well, it? some people think they have, but it didn't really. Yeah, it didn't. Like, it didn't oh, always yeah, work out. Right? And 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 let's go back to this whole thing that some people think he was describing a utopia and stuff, and and that's why they want to think it's fiction too. Um, I mean, because I mean, we don't throughout societies, governments fall, governments uh, change. Uh, we've seen that with wars, various other things. But uh, the thing is, was this society maybe advanced to the point that they had a way of not getting into those things that we are so easily uh, able to destroy? And that's you know. And they got didn't get destroyed by that, but they got destroyed by this natural disaster. So, yeah, it's just it's it, there's so much of Atlantis. It's just an amazing, amazing, amazing thing to study and look at. Um, it can, yeah. yeah, yeah. The civilization itself was, um, yeah. It was described as a, a prosperous and powerful empire that possessed remarkable knowledge and technology for its time. Mm-hmm. Um, be highly developed in various fields, including architecture, engineering, medicine, and agriculture. The existence of this advanced celebration has fascinated people for a long time. Now, also, um, advanced technology. Um, they had um, access access to engineering, sophisticated machinery, and engineering techniques. They are said to harness the wind, See? which is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, hard, you know, harness the power, like powerful energy sources, and employ them in various aspects of their daily lives. Furthermore, Atlantis advanced knowledge and scientific discoveries are believed to have contributed to advancements in areas such as medicine, astronomy, 
my navigation. Mm. And they had, they even had, he even described like the social structure. Yes. Um, Atlantis was ruled by a wise and just king who governed with the help of an advanced administration system. The society was organized into concentric circles with the king residing in the center. The government of Atlantis is believed to have been a mix of monarchy and oligarchy, with a strong emphasis on the pursuit of wisdom and knowledge. The social structure is thought to have been hierarchical, well, with a well-defined class system. The exact details of the social structure and government of Atlantis remain elusive. Mm -hmm. um, they also had contributed to arts and culture. Um, they excelled in various forms of artistic expression, architecture, sculpture, painting, literature. It's known for its magnificent structures and grand architecture characterized by intricate design and innovative construction techniques. Atlantis was also uh, renowned for its literary works, including epic poems, philosophical writings. The culture of Atlantis is often described as sophisticated and refined, with a strong appreciation for beauty and intellectual pursuits. Now... How did they know this exactly? Exactly. That's exactly. So, How did you I know mean, that? Um, did Solon just go into that much detail? I would think you'd I have mean, to, wouldn't you? Huh? I would think he'd. I think they'd have to to go into that much detail. I mean, how did I you know, get this much detail from? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of detail. Uh, you know, in Atlantis and the descriptions and all the and the, I mean, it's just, it's a, and I don't think if how do you, um, how did you describe a society so different and yet so advanced? If you don't know this, it, it hadn't been told to you correctly. I mean, that's just to me it says that there's something there that to me maybe 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 I should make 